Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to us in this great wide world connected to the internet. We are the last three guys to do a podcast. I'm John Morgan alongside Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown. We're here on another Sunday evening talking about the latest that's gone down in the college and NFL worlds over the past 24 hours, 48 hours. A lot of stuff going on, especially in the NFL, the second full week of competition. And a lot of our predictions from last week have gone completely out the window. Uh, the Jets, which didn't look like they were going to win a game, they won a game. They beat the Browns at the end. Dolphins and the Ravens in an absolutely titanic offensive machine. Dolphins finally win it at the end. Patriots and Steelers. New England, they didn't they didn't look they looked awful against Miami the previous week. They go into Pittsburgh and get out and eke out a 17-14 win over the Steelers. Steelers look bad on their own after knocking the Bengals out the week before. Bengals, however, they are not doing well in their game with the Dallas Cowboys. That's going on right now. Should be wrapping itself up pretty pretty soon and then on the college side well what can you say georgia dismisses south carolina could be that the bank could be that the bulldogs might be the odds on favorite to win this year because nothing seems to be slowing them down uh, that dallas Cincinnati scores 17 to 9 las vegas taking out arizona 20 to 7 so it looks like arizona might be in some free falling activity Falcons and the Rams, well, we kind of expected this. Rams 31-10 over Atlanta. It's San Francisco 20, Seattle 7. So Seattle, I'm sorry, San Francisco is going to get back to 1-1. One and, one. and, of course, the field goal fest, that is Houston and Denver 9-6 on that one after Denver, you know, plays Seattle pretty good the prior week, and now all of a sudden their offense can't work. It, so it's just a lot of confusion. A lot of confusion going on here in the NFL Week 2. And, Daniel, what's uh, what's the game that uh, stands out to you the most? Um, there are several games that stand out to me the most. Uh, I, I think that uh, the, the, one, the one game or the one outcome that stood out to me was Miami's comeback over the Baltimore Ravens. I, I don't think a lot of people thought that the Miami Dolphins would be uh, – Offense would roll that way, especially with Tua Tungavaloa in that in that whole mix, right? I, I didn't think anybody thought that. Um, but there there are two things that happened today in a game uh, that I saw in, in two different games. Uh, one, well, I didn't see it; I saw the highlights. I actually was at the movies today, uh, so but I did see the highlights. Um, uh, Lattimore and Evans get into a brawl in the Saints and Buccaneers game based off of Tom Brady and Marshawn Lattimore right. talking trash to each other. And Mike Evans, being the teammate that he is, steps in and says, hey, you know what, you're not going to talk to my quarterback that way. You're not going to talk to anybody on my team that way. So I'm going to step in and I'm going to do something about it. Hence getting both of those two guys ejected. And uh, bad, bad. But – but uh, Tampa Bay wins the game. Okay. You know, they win 20 to 10 today. Um, unfortunate, unfortunate injury happened to Trey Lance today. Looks like he has a, an ankle injury. His ankle looked like it twisted a little bit when you saw the tackle. So, Trey Lance is out for a significant amount of time. And guess who steps up and plays quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? So, you don't get rid of the guy. No, <laughs> he's hanging around. He's they hanging did, around. They didn't trade him, and this is precisely the reason why Correct. they didn't Correct. They didn't trade him. So, th- those, are the, those are the things that stood out to me today. Um, there's one other outcome. Jacksonville 24, Indianapolis nothing. That is... Again, that is gonna that's gonna make a lot of Atlanta fan, a lot of Atlanta Falcons people, their tongues are gonna start wagging over this one. Yep. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, as an Atlanta native slash diehard Falcon fan, Daniel, how does it feel to see um, the Indianapolis Colts in such a fashion? You know, like. Well, I, we uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, you got it. Go ahead. All right. Well, I was going to say, I think for all of us anyway, we wanted to see Indianapolis do well simply simply because Matt Ryan needed a fresh start. So now here we are. He's 0-1-1, got shut out by the Jaguars, a team that hasn't done anything in the last 10, 15 years. Now, people, now Atlanta fans are going to be saying, hey, we, it was his fault this whole time. It was him. We were right to criticize this guy for not being, uh, Mike, for being, for not being Michael Vick, for losing the Super Bowl. We were right in doing this, and I still say they were absolutely wrong. So again, it's kind of like, you know, I I wish Matt Ryan would be able to just shut these people up by performing well. But with this with this performance, it's you know, it's hard to it's hard to get into that. That's a good take on it. Um, I, I, I'll say this. Again, Matt Ryan has moved on. Julio Jones has moved on, right? And and all of the and you know, there's more players that have moved on as well. Right now, the focus is where's this Falcons group going to go without them? You know, last week you see a different scenario. You're up 26-10, you blow a game. You're down 27. You, then you lose 27-26. Today has not been so pleasant for us, although Atlanta is driving to score. They're still down 31-10. And, and here's the thing uh, about this game, and they just actually scored a touchdown. But uh, here's the thing about today's game with the Rams. Did you really believe that Atlanta was going to go in there and win that game? No. Exactly. So, And, and the reason why is because – and, and Sean Payton made this comment on, at halftime. He said the Atlanta Falcons just caught the short end of a stick. They, they, they caught the short straw. When they drew straws, they, they <laughs> caught the short straw, right? Yes. Because you have to go in and you, and you have to take on the defending Super Bowl champions who just flat out bombed in, in week one against Buffalo, who just didn't look like they were supposed to be there. Right, they didn't look like they didn't even want to be there. They looked like they were still celebrating from last year. Now they have a victory like that that is that is woken them up and say, okay, whoever's next, we're gonna get you. It just right. so happened it's always us. Right? right. That that always takes the short end of that. So that's the that's how I look at it. I agree with Coach Payton uh, completely with that. I don't think anybody would have wanted to see the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, I don't even think Tampa Bay would have wanted to see the Los Angeles Rams the way that they're playing today. And they're finally getting Cooper Cup going. And it's just it's just one of those things. But needless to say, it's just week two. Yes. <laughs> right? We don't know who the best teams in the NFL are, even though they say that uh, if you start on two, you're eight, you're – 88% of teams do not make the playoffs. You don't make the playoffs 88% of the time. And, you're so, d- and you definitely don't win your division. And you don't win your division. But New England Patriots, I'm sorry, the Dallas Cowboys one year, and the New York Giants who beat that undefeated Patriots team in 07 started 0-2. So it's – They made the playoffs or won the division? They won the Super Bowl. Well, they got into the playoffs as a wild card team and, yeah. and went from there. The Super Bowl. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl that year. So it, it we're not saying it can't happen, but, you know, the odds are against you. But, again, you really don't know who's, who's good, who's not good until after week three. That's when you start seeing the league shape up a little bit. Exactly. So, um, but with with Atlanta, we knew this was going to be a tough year, mm-hmm. and we knew the schedule, especially with two games in the wet, on the West Coast right off the bat after that home game with the Saints. We knew that was going to be tough, and they're going to have to make a great effort to come back, and in their game against Seattle next week up at up in uh, up in Seattle, and again they're going to be staying out there on the West Coast rather than flying back and forth, which is a smart move. And it's definitely it'll definitely keep them away from a lot of distractions with the press, with the media. Uh, they just need to be careful with social media, not get too involved in what they're gonna in what they're gonna be seeing from from uh, people like us 
our knee-jerk reactions, our overreactions, and that kind of thing. They just need to come together and use this time to just kind of bond and be a real team, and hopefully they can give the Seahawks a tight performance in their <clears throat> excuse me in their matchup next week. stood out to me last week you know well my week came a little early yeah yes yes yeah Yeah, you had the thursday night game between uh the chiefs and the chargers yeah what stood out to me was 334 32 and 48 Uh 334 yards by justin herbert yeah yeah 32 completions to 48 attempts averaging seven yards per per play I mean, my goodness, man. We're not going to win nothing doing that. I mean, what's the whole point of having all this firepower? Right. Yeah, yeah. And you got Eckler in the backfield. Come on. Tell me this. Let me, and I'm going to ask you this as a fan, right? Did you want to see uh, Herbert in the game after he was not – after he after his ribs? Because what happened was it looked like he was hitting the ribs. It looked like it shut down his whole right side. Yeah. Uh, left side, excuse me. It looked like it shut down his whole left side. So, like, what do you – what, what do you think of that? Do you think that he should have came out of the game? Because he came in and he still kept them in the game. He's still making the throws that he could make. But I, I think they were just too far down, and I think the pick six really hurt them. It's, you know, now you guys the question, whose idea was it for him to come back in? Was it management I or was it players? I think you have to answer that question, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and that I don't his. know. It had to be his. You know, well, you, sometimes you got to save people for themselves. But if he, if, if it's going to be like this, I don't like the idea of him coming in after after taking such after taking such a shot like that mm-hmm. late in the game, especially with the game kind of like looking like it's lost. Because you know what, what what turned the game was that fumble in the yes. fourth quarter. That, that's what kind of like you know we we had him, mm-hmm. and then you know the Chargers went two thousand three on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, I, it's just, you know, when you're, when you have 334 yards with 33, um, completions for 48 attempts, averaging seven yards per reception. Sure. It's too much dink and dunk for me. You got to let it fly. You got to let the ball fly. And I understood that Keenan Allen was out of the game and we just had Mike Williams, which Mike Williams is a great. A, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he's a great wide receiver. Yeah. Just not our number one wide receiver, but at the same time, he's a great wide receiver nonetheless. And I just needed to see more down um, – putting more pressure on that Kansas City secondary, and they just didn't do that. Right. So, you know, um, am I going to overreact? No, no. We, I, I think deep down that we'll, we're, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, we, we, have, we have the horses. We have, you know, I mean, the, the, the GM in the front office – done their job during the during, during off season, So I'm looking to see great things out of my team. Sometimes you need that one loss. But as long as we could take that one loss and we could click off about it, we could go on a nice little win streak, three or four W's, five W's potentially, <laughs> and then we could see the Chiefs again and hopefully just have maybe like one or two losses on our record. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be cool with that. As long as this doesn't become – as long as losses like this don't become habit for me. Remember, well, this game is on the road too. Absolutely. And now you get on ja- a short week. And now you get Jacksonville at home. Right. Yeah, so that should be a nice um Well no no let me say this. This is the NFL. Yeah, yeah exactly. You were, you were so close. You were so close. Then you remembered, hey, Jacksonville shut out Indianapolis today. I better right. backpedal just a little bit. Right. We're really close to that. Remember yeah. we are in week two and the Giants are two and oh. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so I mean yeah. like you just you just don't know with this league, man, that things go uh, fortunes can turn look at the Bengals the Bengals are struggling they were in the Super Bowl last year and and right now they look like they're a shell of themselves they they're bingling all over yeah they look, yes. like, <laughs> look like the look like Cincinnati yeah they look like it's like oh there y'all go yep. there you go right there and look at Pittsburgh look at Pittsburgh's dominance today over the New England Patriots who are now 0-2 mm. you know and and the Steelers are 2-0 uh, rewind that. Yeah, New England won that game. They won that game. New England won seventeen fourteen. Oh yeah. They came back and won that game. Yep. I don't think they were. They were behind three nothing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, New England got. Oh, no, yeah, it was New England that was that was uh, 
Yeah, New England. They, 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 they tied it up. They yeah. tied it up at three, and then they took the lead in the second half. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I misread that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, look at Pittsburgh, right? It, you know, yeah, they're one and one. They're one and one. New England's one and one. It, but you look at what those two teams did from last week, and it transferred over to this week. Okay, it's 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 tough. If the Broncos go zero and two today, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to recover. If the Broncos go zero and two with that offense looking the way it's looking, there's going to be questions, right? You know, or you have to say, well, well, head coach Nathaniel Hackett and and quarterback Russell Wilson, they're not seeing, they're not on the same page yet. That's that's the problem that I'm seeing with that offense. And now Denver will get San Francisco at home next week. And you get for Pittsburgh, they will have the short week, and they will uh, go to Cleveland. Yeah, on, on Thursday night. And a right? big, one and one, uh, big game between two one-and-one one teams. And yeah. we don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, yeah right. Right. You it's know, usually the parity of the league. Right? right. Usually that's like, okay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, okay, how many, how many points is Pittsburgh going to win by? But based on what we're seeing out of Pittsburgh right now, Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing out of Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland just, especially after losing such a heartbreaker like that, uh-huh. they're going to be upset. Oh, well, they're going to well, be upset. Look, even though they're one and one, they're still on top. They're still tied for the lead with Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the AFC North. Yeah. All yeah. three teams are one and one. one if and Cincinnati, one. well, Cincinnati down by eight as this fourth quarter starts, if the Bengals can come back, we could have four one and one teams on top of the, at the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the toughest divisions in football. Right. To and play in. What I'm seeing out of Baltimore right now, granted, I like the way the offense is looking, even, you know, though Lamar Jackson's minus his best wide receiver. But their offense is clicking. They're, when you put up 38 points, let's not take away I'm – not, I'm not forgetting the fact that they lost. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't on their offense. Right. As an offense, if you're putting up 38 points, your defense is supposed to hold serve. Right. And their defense is giving up 42 points – against what we're seeing is a surging Miami Dolphins team. Their offense looks great. Yes. I mean, I've seen Tua just flinging that thing. Tyreek Hill just, I mean, and then Waddle, that that, that SEC connection between Tua and Waddle is just looking like the the thrill is still there. And Waddle is looking just as fast as Tyreek Evans. I mean, Tyreek Hill. I call him Evans. I, I, he, he was always as fast as Hill. Yeah. Before his before he had that ankle injury in college, but yeah, he he is. I tell you another team, uh, John. What was the final score in that Detroit Washington game? I think it was Washington. It was uh, thirty six twenty seven. The Detroit Lions have scored thirty five and a half points a game in the first two weeks of the season. Against Philadelphia and Washington. Philadelphia and Washington. Looking very offensive. Philadelphia, who who I think is going to win the East. Washington, I'm not really sure about. I, I don't know about them yet. And the Falcons just scored. I don't know how they scored, but they are back in the game. Oh. I think they just blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. I think that's what just happened. 31-17 now. It's 31-23. 31-23, I'm sorry. Yeah, here they come. Yeah, it must, and have, it yes, must have just happened because it, yes, it, just, it just happened. It has an update on NFL.com. Lorenzo Carter has returned a blocked punt for 26 yards. Lorenzo Carter, the great from Georgia from Norcross High, High School. School. Yep, me and you called a couple of his games. Yep, when we were just starting out. So when, you're discu- when we're discussing um, the unlikelihood of Detroit's looking like an offensive machine out of nowhere. It was unlikely being spearheaded by none other than Jared dumped him off in Siberia <laughs> golf. <laughs> they just simply just discarded Jared Goff like he was just like this like just like yesterday's garbage. And it worked for them. They got a Super Bowl out of it. They did. This is true. But now Detroit is one and one. They look like they're they're looking their division in, 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 in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're looking like they could possibly be a force to be reckoned with, especially in offense. You you have to plan for these guys now. Yes. And don't look now, but Atlanta is only down by six. They, they went for two and got it. They went for two and got it from Drake London, the rookie sensation out of USC. Well, you know what, guys? I hope they do this. 
I, I hope they do. Because you know what the score was at one point. 28 to 3. 28 to 3, and they had the three. Yeah. 28 to 3. 457 left in the fourth quarter. Yep. They have they, they have time. Oh, no question they have time. They have plenty of time. The defense has to just keep doing what they're doing, just yep. make a stop or two. Ooh, and of course, good. we're looking at red zone on Leon's big, like, 2,000-inch screen. Team. Yes, we got red zone on. <laughs> we got red zone on. And <laughs> sometimes red zone gets behind. Yeah, because so, there's a queue, yeah. and they have to go through it in terms of uh, what's going on. Yeah, I know I love my numbers. This is the first block punt return for a touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons since 1990. I was about to say since Dion. 32 yeah. years. 32 years that we've had a block punt for a touchdown, return for a touchdown. Falcons have scored 15 points in the quarter already, 22 mm -hmm. points in the half. Yeah. They, I mean, they were looking bad. It was 21-3 at halftime. Right. And and now just the surge uh, just coming on right now. I have a question. Yeah. Would you guys call – I know, you know, I don't, you know, but it's a, you know, any, I think anybody who started for a team for 10 years, you have to ask this question. Mm -hmm. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? My numbers wise, yes. But he's not going to get in. Well, no, he's he, not first ballot. He's, he's not, not first, first ballot. He might, be, he might be wandering around for a little bit before mm -hmm. he gets in, but it's not going to be automatic. I mean, he's, he's what, 10th all time in passing? Ninth, I think. Ninth. I think he's he's in the top ten. You're yes. right about that. But it, his passing numbers are exceptional. And here's the thing about Atlanta. And here's the thing about him. If you want to compare, if you want to, if you want to make a a slight comparison, you take his passing yards, his Super Bowl appearances, and all that. MVP. And his MVP award. You can compare that to Dan Marino. How good was Dan Marino? Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl. His first year. His first year as a starting quarterback for the Dolphins. Uh, he was once the all-time leading uh, passer before, in NFL history. He was Breeze. once the all – yeah, before Breeze showed up. He was also the all-time leader in uh, touchdown passes. With no marquee receiver with the exception of Mark Duper, if you want to call him marquee. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mark Clayton, I think he made Mark Clayton what he was. So, and, and he had a lot of different players. He never got back to the Super Bowl. Right, that, and that's that what we're trying to say here. That's what we're saying. I mean, he his first year, he gets yeah. in, and he's a wide-eyed rookie. He thinks, okay, I'm getting Super Bowl. I'm, I'm going to be living in the Super Bowl. I'm going to have yep. this incredible career. I'm getting multiple rings. He never gets back. And Daniel is just jumping up and down right now. Something must have happened. Falcons, what the, the Falcons? The Rams have fumbled, and Atlanta has recovered. Oh, with my. 3.22 to go. Oh, my gosh. A shocker in L.A. right now. Could it be, guys? Could it be? That the ghost of 28-3 could finally be exercised right here? In Atlanta's favor. And it, well, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's how you do it. And, my gosh, you would not believe who fumbled the football. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Mr. Everything. Mm. Cooper Cup fumbled the football. All right, here, all right. Red Zone's going to show it right now. As looks like Stafford throws over the middle. He gets Cup. And 34 punched it out. Mm -hmm. ah, boy, there you are. West Durham and the crew, they have to be oh, jumping bring, out yeah, of the booth and, and at SoFi. Him yep. and Dave Archer, they are jumping out of the booth right now at SoFi. Now the offense has to come in and do what they have to do. Yes, they don't need a – I mean, they got to get a touchdown here. But hopefully, can L.A. be so shell-shocked that I the Falcons can pull this off? I think they are shell-shocked. And just a – man, how about deja vu? Wow. No, I guess they're doing it to make sure he was in balance. Yeah, he was. I think he did scoop it up. Yes. And then he landed, his shoulder landed in bounds. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to give it to him. No, he stopped short. Now, now they flipped it over to the Seattle game. Again, it's red zone, so we're just kind of bouncing around to whatever's important. But, boy, the Falcons and the Rams, I mean, after the – after the egg that they put up against Buffalo, 
what after Daniel's, as Daniel mentioned, they were still celebrating that part, that Super Bowl win, and here they go, just coughing up potentially a 28 to three over, quite possibly going into this year, the what was configured as the worst team in football, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. Although, oh my gosh, that, great me. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? London, Drake, Drake London. London. Drake yeah. London gets the ball. He just hurdles. He's the next big thing. That's gonna happen. Give him, th- give him two or three years. He's the next big thing. In yeah, he league. and again, this is a homecoming game for Drake. Yeah, and what a way to pay he got back his first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Right. way to pay your city back. Six. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Daniel. He got his first touchdown uh, today. His first NFL score. Now they're at the twenty. And I don't want to uh, infringe upon Wes and Dave Archer's job over there, so mm-hmm. we're gonna. We're not going to do the play-by-play of this Falcon Ram right. game. We're just going to just kind of go back and forth between the two. And again, this is absolutely stunning for the Rams to mm-hmm. to collapse in such a horrific manner. Right. Yeah. And this is and we all talk about a Super Bowl hangover. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, I don't see really how much the fans can revolt because hey, you did win the Super Bowl last year. Correct. But this this. This drop off is very concerning. It, it it really is, and and look, I know you you lost Von Miller. You don't have Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. I get that, but you still have Cooper Cup. You still have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald. You still have the best corner in Jalen Ramsey. And might I add, he's looked suspect lately. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he's looked. He hasn't looked all that great. Abused him. Yeah, Diggs abused him last week, and and it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. So you know the, the Rams just have to. They got to get out of this, man. They got to wake up. They got to understand. They are the epsilon of, of the national. They have a target on their backs. Yes, and they are no longer the hunted. The hunters. They are the hunted. They're the hunted. But yeah. next week they get Arizona. Yeah, they take this loss to Atlanta today, though. That, that shoot, it's like people hitting that target like bing, ping, and mm-hmm. ping, ping, and. Yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if Atlanta can get this victory, this might just really uh, change the entire momentum, not only of their season, but more importantly, how the city views them. Yes. Because I don't Correct. think anybody gave them a puncher's chance this season. No, they, they were at the bottom tier of everybody's uh, list, which I, did, I never understood that at all. Right. They're a better football team. They're just a football team that don't know how to close. Right. And and right now, if anything, they have to show that they can close here. And ex- exactly, exactly. I'm John Morgan with uh, Leon Brown, Daniel Bolt. We are the last three guys to do a podcast. We're talking NFL as the Atlanta Falcons are in the process of trying to make an epic one for the ages comeback on the road in Los Angeles at the home of the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, trying to lay to rest a ghost that has been haunting this franchise for the past five, six years. Ever since they coughed up that lead to the, to the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, this has been haunting them, and now they, can, they have the opportunity to finally bury this. And uh, just as a football fan, I kind of – I. I do hope they do it, Yeah. even though the Rams, again, they are the defending Super Bowl champions. They got knocked out by Buffalo, and if this happens, again, it will change the entire trajectory of the season. It would give Atlanta an edge going into that game next week at Seattle, and I believe they play Washington coming out, coming out of that two-game stretch. I believe that's their fourth, uh, first game back after that two-game West Coast, West Coast road trip. All right, well, we'll get back to that Falcon game uh, as soon as more results from it uh, appear. But right now, I want to talk about some college football action in Georgia. Georgia looked unstoppable against South Carolina yesterday in Columbia, 48-7. First time all season a touchdown's been scored against the Dogs in three games. This team looks actually better than they did last year when they won won the uh, college football championship I really don't see anything stopping this squad. So they do look great. I'm not going to take nothing away from Georgia. But let's, let's stop and pause for a minute and let's look at their three opponents, okay? Oregon, I, I, that Oregon game, 
I'm going to give that to them. I thought Oregon was going to be – I think Oregon still could win the Pac-12. Well, USC is coming along. And, and if you guys haven't seen that USC team, if mm-hmm. you haven't – my friends on the East Coast, if y'all haven't stayed up to watch them, uh, stay up and watch them. Because Caleb Williams and, and, and Addison and all of those boys, that offense is rolling right now, right? Yes. But, but then you have Sanford. Samford and Son, okay. So you have them. Yeah, you're supposed to beat them. Oh you're yeah, supposed you're supposed to, to knock them. them out. Yeah, you're supposed to. And, and South Carolina again, we we don't know what we never know what South Carolina has. They we beat, never know if South Carolina is going to be a seven win team. Or is it a the team that beats Ar- that beat Arkansas in Fayetteville, or is it this team? Right, exactly. And Ramsey just intercepted Mariota in the end zone. Okay, well the uh, old Falcons have just uh, just here's, resurfaced. Here's the play. Here's the play. Yeah, he's going in the end zone. He just took the ball away from yeah, he him. He did. Took it away from Brian Edwards. Got over his. What took it over his head? He was. He had the uh, back positioning. And he just jumped higher yep. and ripped it right away from him. They have lost their first two games by a total of seven points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It, they can compete. Atlanta can compete. They just can't close. You could just feel the city. Just you could just feel the air. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let out the city just now. And here's my thing. I don't get why Mariota. Well, well, Ramsey dropped back in in zone coverage, and he was in just a good great position. So he could have hit a double team on either Kyle Pitts or Edwards. But I think in that situation, you get it to Pitts. You let Pitts go up and make a play. Yes. And that's who that's that's who you got to go with there. Mm-hmm. So, again, Georgia looking, Georgia looking really good. Um, and conversely, Georgia Tech looked really bad in their game against Ole Miss. They did. And, and I've seen today the first rumblings of – Bring in Dion. Yeah, <laughs> get Dion here. And I and is that interesting? Because Dion hasn't he hasn't really coached a whole season. Nope. And he's already just so electrified by what he's done at Jackson State that people are saying, "You know what? Bring him in. We don't care." Yeah. But I think it looks like Georgia Tech needs excitement. They need some sort of boost, some sort of energy. Dion would provide that. Yeah. But at the same time, you want you don't want energy. You want to make sure it translates into W's. Into W's. And I want to I want to give Dion a season at Jackson State mm-hmm. and and evaluate that in totality before I give him a, a uh, promotion into uh, into the top into the Power Five. Well, this is his. What is this? This is his second or third. Yeah. So this will and be his second or third. I think season. he's kind of happy at Jackson State to be honest with you. He looks, he looks, yeah. I, I see him on social media. Well, this is it's, it's got to be his second year then. It's probably his second. Yes. But I don't know. We might need to look that up. But he, yeah, he. I know he was there a full year last year. Yeah. And and they did what they were supposed to do, uh, down there. But listen, I, I even heard uh, a rumble that Nebraska may be looking into him. Yes. Right. So, <laughs> right. And I think if he goes anywhere, he could turn anybody's fortunes around, man. And, again, another team in, in the consideration. This just came down, Arizona State. Herman Edwards Ow. fired as coach of the Sun Devils after another performance, after losing to a group of five team. This time Eastern Michigan went down to Tempe and took their money. Yep. And uh, so Herm Edwards, the Herm Edwards experiment done. In uh, in Tempe, although I I didn't think he did that bad. He didn't. Um, I I think that because of Herman Edwards and because of his name and because of his coaching his coaching in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. And what he's done and what he's able to accomplish, that he could bring that kind of flair and pizzazz to Arizona State. And and Arizona State just wasn't able to pull together the recruits, and he wasn't able to just the they, they weren't they didn't buy in right to Herm Edwards I don't think the players bought in enough mm-hmm. to Herm Edwards you know his style and I think it was hard for Herm to go in because remember he's in his 60s he's in his late 60s yeah he's, he's in he's closing into the final he's act closing into the final act right so y- when you look at him and when you look at coaches like that 
trying to nobody other than Saban can really <laughs> right at, at that age could really interact with players like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you look at this, and, and I'm gonna get we're gonna get to your point in a minute. When you look at look at Marcus Freeman, who's in his early 30s, right? Just barely got out of uh, just barely escaped Cal Saturday off of a hail mary that almost got that that was almost caught right. for a touchdown for Cal. It's just tough. It's tough to do that, but you know. Look, I, I liked him at ESPN. I ain't going to lie to you. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved Herman at ESPN. What you was about to say, Leon? I'm looking at, you know, when you're coaching to your late 60s, look what it did to Urban. Yeah. 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 You know, he was, you know, he almost, Florida literally almost killed him. That's right. Well, then, are you talking, well, okay. Yeah, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer, right. And Urban Meyer's name, of course, is resurfaced for Nebraska. Well, again, I think Urban Meyer was just in the wrong setting. He was trying. He was a college coach trying to coach the NFL. Yeah. And he, and again, there's there's a reason why not too many people have pulled it off. Jimmy Johnson has pulled it off. Yes. Uh, you know, then there's a reason why, especially nowadays, these great experiments of successful college coaches going to the NFL. There's a reason why nine times out of ten it it goes in flames. Maybe not as spectacularly as Urban's did. Of course, Urban kind of shot himself in the foot with the uh, inappropriate lap dances that he was filmed getting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that didn't help his cause at all. No, Maybe if they were winning, it would have. Yeah. But, you know, there's a, there's a reason why it doesn't work. So, Urban to Nebraska, you know, that, that might be okay for him. If, he's, if he can get back into that uh, – if he can get back into that, you know, maybe the college careers, the college life is, is more suited for him. Certainly the, certainly the frat parties. But, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I said, there's a reason why it didn't, why college coaches can't adjust to the professional level. Yeah, because I know what Nick Saban tried it. Yeah, he tried it and said, you know, but give Nick credit. He's, he was the one who said, you know what, this isn't working, I'm out of here. Yeah, yep. But he did his at the end of the season. Right. right. Unlike you know, this other coach I know. In, in reference to Urban Meyer, when he was at when he was with the Florida Gators, you know, mm-hmm. he was having heart problems. Yeah. All kind of health issues. He even went on ESPN nationally and said that, hey, I got to choose between you. Yeah, this job is killing me. Right. Like, yeah. Florida literally almost killed him. Right. And then we look up, he's at Ohio State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another high-profile, high high-profile, high high-stress yeah. position. And then you look up, he's in the NFL. I'm like, man, are you trying to – like, you can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. No, it, it, it's, it's, in his, it's in him to coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't stay on that sideline forever. So now, you know, they're talking about, well, let's bring him into Nebraska. I mean, he's a nice high-profile name, but I, I don't, I, I don't want to see my head coach croak. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on the sidelines. You know, just keel over and – Suffer a major cardiac event right on the sidelines. Exactly. You don't want to see. You definitely don't want to see that. I, I don't think anyone would know what to do if that ever happened. <laughs> it's like we okay, could just wheel him out of here. Let's get the assistant in. You know. I mean, surely, certainly there would be uh, pressure to to do that. But I just hope that we would have enough sense to say, okay, this game's done. You know, just call it right then just and call there. Call it right then and there. Exactly. And, and, yeah. It, it's it's I'm like gonna, it's I'm like gonna. a boxer too. <laughs> That's messed Uh-oh. up. We're even talking about something like this. <laughs> 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 yeah, wheel him out. Wheel him out. Let's get the next one. You know, next man up here. Matt, we'll just take a quarter. What do you do? Or the National Televised game. <laughs> well, TBS right. would queue up reruns of the Andy Griffith the show. Sponsors, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sponsor's like, hey, I need my air time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. We paid $2 million for this. You know, <laughs> we, we got to get our spots in. Well, the Falcons' epic comeback falls short against the Rams, although they did get it some more points, 31-27, okay. I believe, was the final. So the Questions have to be asked. And I know you guys have answers, especially Daniel. How much, of the, how much are these type of losses is the front office willing to take and the fan base willing to take before they pull the plug on 
backup quarterback. Okay, so let's look at the first game. The first game I thought completely was on coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't go into a prevent defense in the fourth quarter and you're up by 16 points. Right. That, that, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Okay, so I, I can't pin a lot of that on him. At, but we also had one play where we could have just – all we needed was a yard and we could have ended the game, and Mariota just fumbled the ball. Yeah. Right? And so now it's a fourth down. We're out of field goal range. We got to kick it to him. Today, again, they were not better than the Rams. But they showed a valiant effort. And, listen, valiant efforts is not going to give you a win unless you unless that valiant effort puts you in front on the scoreboard. So you're saying no moral victories. Right. No moral victories, yeah. You are 0-2, and, and now you have to face that. We've always – I've said it here on this show that, sadly, Mariota could lose this starting job by week four yep. because they like that Ritter kid. Yes, you know, they, they really do. And he, he showed a lot in training camp. He showed a lot in the preseason. But if the Falcons go 0-4, they, they're going to have to look for a switch. And it's possible that they could do that. They could lose to Seattle. They could lose to Cincinnati. <sighs> Darn it. Or is it Tampa Bay? It might be. It's either Cincinnati or Tampa Bay they play next. Who Atlanta? Mm-hmm. After the after, after the Seahawks. After the Seahawks. So I'm, I was actually going to look that. I was actually getting right to look that up because I thought I re, actually I have it right here. I have it right. Actually, I don't have it right here. Well, I'm getting it. So mm-hmm. you know, it's very possible. That it's uh, Cleveland play. actually. Oh, it's Cleveland. Oh well, might go two and two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Know, Cleveland looking kind of threatening. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, 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 what you say earlier is the National Football League. Right. I mean, I would not expect Cleveland to lose to the Jets 31-30. to Although the Jets went 3-0 in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, it's the preseason, sure, but that gave the Jets something to look forward to before Zach Wilson went down for the year. And I thought that I, thought I was just going to completely – Take write them, them off, especially them after the way, especially after the way they folded up against Baltimore. Yeah, but now here, but again, it's it's what you're saying, Daniel. Conventional wisdom is out the window. Yeah. Every week, a team's got a chance to win, and you just got to, and you got to play all sixty minutes. Play all sixty. And you think to yourself, how many of those type of comebacks, in spectacular fashion, does Joe Flacco have left in him? That Joe Flacco spearheaded that comeback against Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I forgot he was even still in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back yeah. up to Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they signed him this offseason, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was Joe Flacco's spearhead at that. I'm like, oh, shoot. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Wilson, Joe. We, we don't know when Wilson's coming back. Uh, he, had a, he had that injury in the uh, preseason. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a game in Cincinnati in Dallas. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati's kind of – well, again, that was 17-15, right? 17-15. And that is another – like we said a little earlier in this broadcast, if Cincinnati can win this game, all four AFC North teams will be one and one. And the, we got the Thursday night game between, between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Baltimore's at the Patriots. And I forget who Cincinnati plays next week. I'll have to look that back. I'll have to look that back up as soon as I. Well, I'll do it right now while I am thinking of it. Cincinnati going for two, down fifteen to seventeen. Well, I that's that's a little. Okay, Why they not? got it. Why not? They got it. I mean, that's a little bit of a judgment call because a field goal would get you the would get you the lead anyway. Uh-huh. But now they're tied up. Okay, Cincinnati's got the Jets. That's right. They got the Jets. Okay. So Cincinnati's got the Jets. So very again after the Jets, who knows? I know the Jets will have the Steelers because they're playing all four AFC North teams in order to start the season. Right. As Baltimore, they have uh, Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, they have New England. Then they got to have Buffalo because they're playing all the AFC East teams in order. So, he has all day. Yeah. That play took all of 45 minutes. (laughs) 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 And he got in. Okay, maybe that's where I messed it up. 
that's where I messed it up. So, you know, so again, it's it's just along the lines of we don't know what's going to happen. Like in the NFL right now, in the a- a- AFC, there are two 2-0 teams, Kansas City and Miami. You're right. Buffalo has a chance to join them tomorrow. And they, they're Tennessee. They're ten- yeah, they're playing well, Tennessee. They play in Tennessee. Yeah. Though this is the NFL, I would say there's a 60% chance that Buffalo will win against Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that they're the most complete team. I think they're the best team in the NFL. I think they're, they're my Super Bowl pick. I think they're going to win it all. I'm still sticking with the Rams to face them in the Super Bowl. And the Rams have got a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, but they got yeah, issues. Yeah, they do. They 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 have to go figure some things out. Right. And though they got the win today mm-hmm. against Atlanta, that was a very very unconvincing victory. It was. Yes, they had to withstand a furious Atlanta rally. Yep. They made it a lot closer than than it, than they thought it was going to be, especially at the start of the season. So again, we'll see what the we'll see what the Falcons can do against uh, against Seattle next week. Well, I'm again I'm John Morgan with Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown here on the Last Three Guys Do a Podcast, talking NFL, little college as we wrap up week two of the college of the NFL slate, week three of the college slate. Daniel and I last yesterday was in our home away from home, Valley, Alabama, for the game between the Reinhardt Eagles and the Point Skyhawks. Reinhardt wins it 24-14. But, boy, it was a tale of two halves for the Eagles. Reinhardt gets the opening possession. They go three and out. Don't even gain a yard rushing. Point three plays later, they find the end zone. JV and Leakes from Brenton White. And Reinhardt, the whole first quarter, did their offense just could not get going. Not at all. It was a slow. They had, I think, maybe... Two, uh, their first two drives, no yards of offense, but slowly, slowly things started to go for them. And then the second half, they kind of turned the turned the tide. I'm sorry. Then the uh, end of the first quarter, Hunter Arters brought the team all the way down the length of the field. He found uh, Jake Wallace in the end zone on a beautiful naked bootleg to the left side. That tied it up. Stayed that way through the first half. Then the second half. Eagles got back on it. Hunter Arters with another touchdown pass, this time to David Freeberg from 11 yards out. Devin Collins added a 10-yard score, and there was a uh, 26-yard Reed Trettweiser punt. Uh, field goal made it 24-7. to Pay, um, I'm sorry, point had a late touchdown to make it 24-14. to But, Daniel, I want to tell you, that offense of Reinhardt, it's get it's very very slow getting on track. It is, it, and I, I you and I kept saying, and I kept saying it on the broadcast Saturday. They just don't look like Reinhardt to us, right? You know, and I, I was I, I didn't want to mention this on the air. I can mention this on our show because this is our show, right? We right. Can say whatever we want to say. Exactly. Right. But I'm gonna mention this here. I don't be surprised if they go down in the polls, because you you struggled against the 87th ranked. An 87th ranked offense mm-hmm. against a team who might be the worst team in America. <laughs> I'm, I'm just well, you haven't seen well, you haven't seen the 88th, 89th, 90th ranked offense right. in America. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, in the, in the, certainly the certainly the bottom feeder in the uh, Appalachian Athletic Conference. Yeah, maybe in the Southeast. Right. <laughs> you know, but we don't know yet. We don't know but, that. But again, you we we are so accustomed to Reinhardt. Just going out, exploding, just doing what they're doing to to these teams, especially in the American Athletic Con- in the in the Appalachian uh, Conference, and to Point, mm-hmm. who has actually been our our punching bag since we started playing them nine years ago, right? right? Yeah, they, they've never had a shot. They had a shot maybe once before in that Mud Bowl game, but mm-hmm. that was Leon's very first game. Yes, <laughs> he actually called, but but. Even Leon knew at the time, if you look at the other games that we did with Point, oh, this was going to be easy. We're going to be out of here. Right. Time and right. It's, gonna be any, it's not going to be anything. I don't know what's going on with Reinhardt. It seems as if, and, and I'm thinking, that, and I'm hoping that's what it is, that they just have not recovered completely from that loss to Bethel in right. Tennessee. But they have to let that go because Bethel to Tennessee 
is actually a better football team than what most people want to take them as. Mm-hmm. They they should be ranked when the rankings come out. Well, yeah, they they were ranked 15th. They'll they'll move up some. Let me throw some numbers at you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Reinhardt was 80 percent, four or five on fourth down. Okay. They had. 278 yards of total offense. Artists throws for 125. But most importantly, though, the defense finally got a couple of takeaways. They did. And remember, uh, we had an interception and a fumble. Yeah, so coming into the game, they only had one. They had only turned, turned over one time. Got one turnover. One turnover. Yeah, so it was uh, that that's starting to get better. Yep, Tyler Hallam had Tyler a pick. Tyler had a pick. And that was their first interception of the season through yep. three games. Yes. Like, that's that's unconventional for them, especially for a secondary that I think is one of the more talented secondaries mm-hmm. in the southeast. Right. Right. And, but they, they struggled to whatever, – whatever they struggled to do, they're just actually happy to just get the third down and that's it. They haven't right. really made plays like that on defense that could change a game. Mm-hmm. And that's part, been part of the problem, too, that I've seen that – you have to have momentum plays. Reinhardt hasn't had enough of them, and that and Hunter Arters is not he's not going to Navarre Solomon. He does not have that connection with Navarre Solomon that that Billy Hall enjoyed. So you're seeing other people come into play, like mm-hmm. Cedric Cullers, yep. like David Freiberg. David Freiberg. Those players that he does have that connection with, like Clement. St- Kimonta Stockdale. He seems to go a lot more to the tight ends than Billy Hall did. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. I mean, it's just something that happens, right? You you have a quarterback, you have a receiver, and you know they just don't connect. They don't mesh together, and that's the problem that we're having here. You know, Hunter Arters, I believe, is a good quarterback, and I think he's in one of the tougher positions that he could be in. He comes in. And he succeeds Billy Hall. Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing to swallow. A, a guy that Leon has been <laughs> on yes. all three years of his <laughs> of his college career that, that <laughs> we've seen him as the starting quarterback, right? Yep. And but you saw him evolve, and then you saw Navari Solomon mm-hmm. as a freshman standout, as a sophomore standout. You, you saw him do a terrific job, and now for him, he's really a non-factor in this offense, right? And that's surprising to say. And the rushing isn't there either. Uh, only 150 yards rushing yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not at the twos and the threes that. No, it was that were. Right. We haven't had a hundred yard rushing by a back all season. Yeah, and, and Collins came close, but. Yeah, Con- well, Collins had 61 yards yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. And I think in the first game or the second game, I think he ran for 93 yards. So, mm-hmm. but 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 the the problem, John, is that in Leon is that. We're used to them having four or five running backs who could run the football. Really, if, if if it ain't Devin Collins getting it done, then Reinhardt's not winning the football game. Yes, well, Tyrus McKee's playing well. He is. I like Tyrus McKee, yeah. and we're kind of we're kind of got instead of four or five, we got three. We'll have Collins for a couple of series. Mm-hmm. We'll have Joe Brunson for a couple of series. Then we'll have Tyrus McKee for a couple of series. Then that'll just rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because that that's the evolution of the offense. Um, and I still don't think they know what to do with Dylan Kelly. Yeah, they don't know how to. I they don't think they know how do to do not it. know how to properly exploit what Kelly can bring to the offense. Kelly pretty much used as punt returns and, and kick a, returns. And another thing we haven't thought about either, guys, they have a new offensive coordinator. Right. Fred Jones is no longer there, mm-hmm. and he was the one that kept this role and he kept that he kept that that spread uh, option formation running or whatnot. He made it innovative for Reinhardt and. Right now, without him, it, it seems like the offense is sputtering a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And while we're on, and again, Reinhardt will be back in action next Saturday. This coming Saturday, one o'clock start at Longburg, South Carolina. Daniel gets his introduction to St. Andrews University. He's he and his wife are actually going to make a weekend of it. Yeah. So yeah. good. So uh, we'll have him on the call, and we'll, he'll join me out there at one p.m. Here on the last three guys do a podcast. And before we go, we need to talk a little bit about our other job, Pace Academy. They finally they got their first W of the region schedule, a 31-0 demolition of Woodland of Stockbridge. And absolutely, I mean, if you're if you're if you enjoy Pace, this is the kind of game you want. We had a 
running clock in the fourth quarter. We still got out of there at 10 o'clock. Yep. But uh, <laughs> Kendall Evans, Terrence Keel all did well. Again, Keel with an interception. Evans had an 82-yard touchdown pass from Connor Phelan. Terrence Keel with two four-yard touchdown rushes out of the Wildcat. They are definitely using that Wildcat formation to really play up Terrence Keel's strength. But, of course, we got to give it up to our man, the public address announcer of Woodland of Stockbridge. Oh, my goodness, man. He was a revivalist preacher, <laughs> and he definitely sounded it, whether it's exhorting the fans to go get the Chick-fil-A, exhorting the defense to uh, come up strong in the third quarter, completely getting the down and distance wrong. Yep. Um, <laughs> but he was probably the most entertaining part of that entire ballgame. He really was. But the, the, the best thing that he actually did – he announced that there was like some coolers. They had like some ices yes. going on down there, and he was and I I couldn't hear how he was like trying to like explain it, mm -hmm. right? But he was saying there's real food in it. It's <laughs> real fruit, fruit. And then I go down there uh -huh. and I walk past these children who have a pineapple in their hand <laughs> with the with the ices in it. So it's like a pina colada. Guys, uh, breaking news: Treyland suffers. Broken ankle and will require a season. He's out for the year. Surgery. Oh yeah! Once that, once I saw him get caught it off the field, and once I saw his ankle, oh, I knew it was a season-ending injury. Yes, that's so. The Niners brain trust looks really smart keeping Jimmy G around. They do. I mean, they must have been fielding all sorts of offers for him, but they decided to hang on to him, and now they have a quarterback that can step right in and take over, especially with next week's game against Denver looming. One more thing before we close out. I saw this last week, and I thought this was just uh, crazy. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Matt Ryan. He, mm -hmm. he, he has reached 60,000 yards in his passing career, okay? Mm -hmm. So his ball has went into the Hall of Fame. Guess what number ball it is? 283. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 283. 283. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's a just happened to be number 283 that goes in there. Oh, my gosh. He can't escape it. He goes to Indianapolis, passes for a career passes for a career milestone, 60,000 yards, and he's still haunted by that 283, and the Falcons just could not lay that ghost to rest. They tried to, they tried to exercise it, came exceedingly close, but still fell short at the end. And as, uh, and as Leon said, it's not – it's – all the moral victories in the world, but, you know, it just matters about the W's and the L's at the end. Correct. That's it. And, uh, Leon, do you have, you have anything else you might want to add about your, about your Chargers or Nebraska? Who do you – let me ask you this. I don't think we really answered this. Do you want to see Dion coach Nebraska? No. no. I don't think he has the type of personality that um, is – you know, Dion is more of a big city, very flashy, and that, that's his – the, the coach of Nebraska is just so cornhuskerish <laughs> that I, <laughs> well, you know, we need. Um, well, let me ask you this. Do you want to see Urban Meyer coach Nebraska? I don't want to see my coach. Um, you want to see your coach kill over yeah, game Oklahoma. I don't, don't want right. to see him mortally wounded <laughs> internally. You know, I want to see someone like, I, I made the suggestion of. Tom Herman. That's another name that's been bandied about. I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm going, I'm swinging for the fence. You are, I know you have Drew Brees. Right, I want to see somebody. That's 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 he wants to see Drew Brees. He wants Brees. I want to see Drew Brees add some. You know, you see what you see what Jackson State did. And only reason I'm not saying, you know, I'm saying, oh, I want to see Dion is because Dion looks fairly happy at Jackson State right now. Okay, and I think he would. I think what he's doing is he's trying to build up the HBCU culture, and he's trying to make the HBCUs. Relevant, right? And look, and look, the HBCU's got a nationally televised syndication deal. Yep, they've oh, got that. That wouldn't it. happen without Dion. That wouldn't happen oh. without Prime. Right. right. Yep. And with him, leaving. and it's not all Jackson State. You look at the schedule; everybody's in there. Everybody's, everybody's in there at least once. Yep. Which right. is a which is what you want to see in these terms of it. deals. It's I a love it. it's a great schedule. Yep. And what about uh and uh, Daniel? I would be remiss if I didn't mention your Florida State Seminoles against Louisville. On Friday night. Picking up a big win. A game that kind of goes under the radar because it's a Friday night in high school football's crazy Georgia. A game, you know, a, a really, really close game. 
still not in the top 25. <laughs> 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 a little upset about that. But, but it's okay. You know, I, I think if they, if they were to go to 4 and 0, they got to, but they got a tough stretch coming up. A- after Boston College next week, they play the cream of the crop in the ACC. There's Wake Forest, Clemson, Miami. And I don't know if it's in that order, but it, it's, oh, oh, I'm sorry, NC State is in that, is in yeah. that mix too. Who would we call the toast of the ACC? I would say Duke. They're 3-0. <laughs> yeah. Duke. I mean, Clemson, you know, Clemson is Clemson. Clemson is Clemson. But, right. you know, this, what, when was the last time Duke is 3-0? UNC is 3-0. And they yeah. had to go on the road twice. Yeah, because I don't yeah. know what you think of Duke Kentucky's 3-0. 3-0. Yeah. Kansas is 3-0. Yeah. All Wait, they're all playing basketball. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're all playing yeah. basketball. Yeah, so that's so that's kind of the the, the uh, interesting take in this. And of course, Kentucky with that huge win at, at Florida last week, and mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of catapulted them into the top ten. We'll see what the Wildcats have as we get down to the later stages of the season. That's going to wrap us up. I'm John Morgan for Leon and Daniel. A uh, little bit of a uh, program note. Daniel and I will not be on the Pace Academy football beat on Friday. The Knights have an off week. We'll be doing softball from the Walt Riverview Athletic Complex at, at, uh, in Mableton. Pace Academy will face the Lovett Lions. Lovett is third in the region. Pace is 9-1, 12-7 overall. Lovett 8-6, 7-2 in the region. We'll have it for you at 5.30 p.m. on the NFHS Network. And, of course, our matchup on Friday from Warburg, North Carolina, as the Reinhardt Eagles take on the St. Andrews Knights. Well, we want to thank all of you for your patronage. Again, we are on Odyssey, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm John Morgan. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week here on The Last Three Guys to Do a Podcast.